Y'all listening to Death of the Reader, this is review season and we have come at last to the creamiest of the crop. In first place for the year of our Lord 2022, winner of the coveted prize, the Solari Gentle Award, is Blackstone Fell by Martin Edwards. We talk a lot on this show about the way that murder mystery has evolved over the centuries, nay, millennia, but I haven't read a piece of detective fiction in a long while that manages to feel so very familiar while also taking me by surprise at every twist and turn of the deep-flowing river at the centre of Blackstone Fell. This is the third book in the Rachel Savonick series, after Gallows Court and Mortmain Hall, and this detective is but the latest in a prestigious career for Edwards. The story begins, straightforwardly enough, with a character named Nell Fagan, who is not a detective, investigating the backwater town of Blackstone, which is cut down the middle by class and struggling to pull itself into the modernity of 1930s England. The town is populated with all sorts of landmarks that reflect the twisted inhabitants. There's the menacing Blackstone Tower that is exactly as it sounds, leaning over the village, just as its lone inhabitant, the reclusive Harold Lejeune, lords his wealth over the inhabitants. His home threatens to collapse at any moment, taking the whole village with it. Then there's the creepiest heck Christian church that is regularly visited by the townsfolk, shepherded along by their rector, Quintus Royal, who laments that he has no children of his own to rear, though perhaps his dog is a better thing to train to do his bidding anyway. At least it would listen to him. There's the near-medieval tavern, complete with buxom wench. There's the mental hospital, some distance both physically and psychologically from the rest of the town. And then there's the bog. The fell itself is a character. It ensnares the town, forcing them to continue on their ways and showing them no method of escape from its mire. It conceals and encourages the very act of deceptive murder within its clutches. It is fitting then that the very first act of the story, when we follow Nell Fagan and her initial impressions of the town, that nature itself would try to kill her. As she stands upon the cliffs around the fell, investigating disappearances from the Blackstone Lodge, Nell is almost crushed by a boulder. Now, an ordinary person might assume that this boulder fell by chance, and even more ordinary people might be terrified with suspicion that perhaps this fell place is not as safe as it looks, but not Nell. Not only does she immediately and rightly suspect that somebody pushed that boulder with intent to murder, but she pushes back. Nell and her journalistic crusade provide the cornerstone of this novel, her journey to uncover the secrets of the town and bring the true killer of the story to justice is what drives the entire narrative from start to finish. I can't understate how even when the real capital D detective is brought into the case, the presence of Nell's ghost can be felt wherever mystery lies dormant. This purpose behind the character's journeys throughout the novel is what will keep many reading as the story escalates and the game turns from one of cat and mouse to one of Rachel the detective with her army of servants and confidants working their way systematically through the mystery. What impressed me the most about this story is how focused it is on what matters. The mysteries in this story are devilishly clever. There's the obvious mystery of who's trying to kill Nell. But then Martin Edwards decides to try his hand at a locked room mystery. Now, this is interesting. Because Edwards is a murder mystery aficionado, he knows that the real secret to traditional locked room mysteries is that the door was never really locked. It's just a matter of exactly how. He also knows that locked room mysteries are a trope for a reason. They whet the appetite. They invite the reader with an impossible challenge. 
much. Therefore, the right and proper place for a locked room mystery is to whet the appetite of the detective. Rachel herself declares many different layers of the mystery trite and predictable before the end of the tale, and unlike certain other Golden Age detectives who are far too powerful, I found Rachel to be just the right caliber for the stakes set up during Nell Fagan's prior investigation. Let's be clear, Blackstone Fell is fair. It even has an old-fashioned clue find at the back of the book just to show you it's serious. When we were offered the opportunity to chat with Edwards for the show earlier this year, we had a wonderful talk about the clue finder and the thought that went into it, how he developed it after including his first clue finder in Mortmain Hall, decades from its last known appearance in mystery fiction altogether. You can tell that this isn't just a checklist inclusion. The clues are all written in such a way that if you accidentally happen to you know, flick to the back of the book to have a look at the finder just to see that it's there, none of the clues or passages contained in that section would outright spoil the mystery that they are proving can be solved. Edwards walks a fine line throughout the novel, but I think the fine thought put into how someone handling his book would interact with the answers section really takes the cake. It proves the lengths Martin has gone to care for reader and character alike. Blackstone Fell this year has the honor of receiving the Death of the Reader Slurry Gentle Award for our most recommended novel in 2022. When I read this one, we had already started pondering amongst ourselves how the review season list would pan out by the end of the year. I'm happy to say that on every reread, every cursory flip through the pages, every conversation about the text, Flex and I, we just kept rating it higher and higher. It's an accessible book with a fantastic mystery and a really moving set of themes about the ties of family, justice, and why you should consider a career in leaping over deadly gorges. You can, of course, pick up a copy of Blackstone Fell from your local bookstore, published by Head of Zeus. While you're there getting Blackstone Fell, you might also want to consider Martin Edwards Lair's comprehensive non-fiction, The Life of Crime. Regular listeners to Death of the Reader will find an odd familiarity with the way Edwards writes, given how foundational his non-fiction, like The Golden Age of Murder, has been to our research. So I suppose now is a good time as any to extend this recommendation beyond the murky reaches of Yorkshire. This has been Herd's chatting review season. Go ahead and get subscribed on your platform of choice and let us know at Flux and Herds how you feel about our rankings for this year. Have you had a chance to read them all? How would you rank them? All these questions and more we'd love to hear answers to. Now, stay tuned for more Death of the Reader.